I would have been like, you better destroy that thing. Yeah, burn that mug. Like, why you got cactus prickles all over your body? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't worry about that, baby. <laughs> I tripped. I tripped. I tripped. It's on your lips. <laughs> <laughs> and and on that note. <laughs> Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Super Agile Bros. More importantly, this is a very special episode. Uh, so today, it's just going to be me and Kyle because we have something very special to talk about. Kyle, tell the people hello because we got to get into this. What's going on, everybody? Yes, very happy and excited for this episode. Been a long time coming. Long time, long time. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been plotting on this one for a minute and uh, timing and, you know, everything hasn't worked out, but I'm happy that we're finally sitting down to talk about it. So let's get into it because there's a lot to unpack, uh, a lot to get into. Today, we're going to be talking about bug snacks, the one and only bug snacks. Um, let, let me let me do this. I'm going to throw it to you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. For those who may not be familiar with bug snacks. What would you describe bug snacks as? Like, give give a lowdown, the overview of what bug snacks is, so people okay, understand. okay, yeah. Um, so bug snacks may not seem to be all that it appears. So when you first look at bug snacks, you know you see the puppet looking people, and uh, so the premise of bug snacks is that these people went to an island, and on this island there are these little creatures that they call bug snacks. Part bug, part snack. That's the name. <laughs> and so what they do is they like to eat these bugs. And so you play a character in the game who goes to this island to figure out, you know, what's really the deal with these bug snacks? What are people doing? Are they are they safe to eat? You know, it's the scoop of the century for the, the grumpuses, as they're called. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean essentially, the game is... Fundamentally, what he said, it's a game about discovery and wonder and what is really happening. Like, why, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I I don't know how you were introduced to Bug Snacks, but I think literally I was introduced because it was kind of being made a fun of almost mm-hmm. because it was like one of the initial PS5 launch games. Right. Um, yeah. It doesn't look like it should be a launch game <laughs> for any platform. No, no. disrespect <laughs> to Bug Snacks. Um, but definitely not the PS5, which is like the next generation graphics, mm-hmm. fidelity, you know, horsepower, whatever you want to say. Um, and it looks like, I mean, it looks like it could be on like the Xbox 360 or something. You know? Yeah. Like, like it doesn't it lo- look terrible but doesn't look mm-hmm. next gen like exactly. typical launch titles like it's definitely not pushing the hardware from what we can tell yeah not not at all i mean <laughs> i don't know i ran into some times where it did uh have a little bit of like chug but that was maybe just the developer's standpoint <laughs> yeah they had all the power they didn't do it right but yeah i mean in many ways to me it felt like a uh I don't a remaster of some other game, you know, like Ooh, yeah. like, like does Bug Snacks already exist? Because like recently, <laughs> relatively recently, I was playing uh, Viva Pinata because mm. that's one of my like 
secret favorite games from back in the day. I used to play it in college, and all my roommates would watch me play. Um, and I was trying to introduce Shailene, my wife, to it. Um, and she was like, this game is so weird, you know, but it's kind of got that same vibe to me. Like it has really? all these, it's like colorful, like Viva Vinani is very colorful and it has all these like very unique names, like, uh, butter, like, like it's always trying to like, like have a, um, I guess all the characters, all the animals in it, cause you're supposed to capture them have names that are like food specific, like oh. jelly bean weren't like jelly worm or something like so i never me, played video yeah. pinata so i didn't know that yeah yeah it's very it's very um it's very creative and bug snacks definitely is within the same ilk uh so i guess before we get started deep deep into the conversation because uh and, and just for those who are watching uh, i can say watching or listening i guess you could be <laughs> watching on youtube um we're going to get deep into bug snacks. Like we're getting oh, yeah. we're going to go into the story, we're going to go into the gameplay, we're going to go into everything. So, um, if you are warning. not interested in getting bug snacks spoiled, I recommend that you uh, maybe just stop now. Um, and maybe play bug snacks and then come back and continue listening. But definitely play it. Yes, definitely play it. <laughs> and and uh, so so I guess on that that note what, what would you give Bug Snacks? Like, just overall, like, just out of a 10, and, like, kind of your reasons for, for what you would maybe rate Bug Snacks. Okay, okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> I think I'm going to have to break down my ratings for Bug okay. Snacks. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to give it, like, an overall rate. Like, as far as creativity is concerned, mm-hmm. you know, like, from what I was expecting from the game, flipping that on its head, I give that a 10. Like, Okay. Subverted expectations when it came to this game. I was I was enthralled, man. Like I had to like I didn't expect it at all. And so I give it a ten as far as like immersing immersing me and really captivating me. As far as gameplay is concerned, it didn't do anything that was like, you know, mind blowing, mm-hmm. but it ran solidly. So I think it accomplished what it set out to do. But if I'm like, you know, putting it next to games that do like super impressive, you know, um, you know, build upon other mechanics and stuff. It didn't do that, so I give it like a solid nine. Okay, that's that's a good yeah. I mean, I, I think I fall right in the same realm. I mean, this game is so ridiculously creative. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I, I I try to think sometimes like where people come from, their ideas from. Like, mm-hmm. like what made you come to this idea? Like, and it's hard for me to figure out like what the premise. Like, what was the first initial idea that they pitched? Right. You know, in the team, like, oh, we're gonna make a game about people who eat things and transform. But no, it'll be about these nuanced relationships between these different. Oh, maybe nuanced <laughs> is a, a strong word, but these relationships between characters and like oh we're gonna focus really heavily on voice acting and just like make you fall in love with different characters for who they are and we're also it's gonna be like a romance story and it's also gonna be like like it's like they went all over the place they had a vision that i can't imagine where it came from and uh like yeah i agree with you kyle when you say like the gameplay overall is just like what it is like Mm -hmm. it's fun like actually i think i said this to you earlier but the gameplay was after a point, maybe like halfway through the game, maybe 75% through, I was kind of like, can I get through the gameplay so I can just continue the story? Like, yeah. I was more interested in the characters and, you know, so, so you felt that too? 
Yeah, especially because as you go on, so just to kind of give a, give an overview, I guess, of, of the gameplay. So it's in first person mode, and you you play as one of the the Grumpuses on the island. But your main thing that you do is that you trap the bug snacks because they don't want to be eaten necessarily. Um, so you have to set up traps and figure out elaborate ways to lower their defenses, so to speak, because they're just bugs. You know, they're running around, but some of them are like on fire or really cold, so you can't touch them, or they fly around. And so since you're on the ground, you have to figure out how to get them out of the sky. And so, yeah, so the moment to moment is you trying to figure out how to catch them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, once you've been playing for a couple hours, it, it's kind of rinse and repeat for yeah. some of them. And like some, some of your object- objectives, you know, are centered around capturing a particular bug snack, which can get kind of aggravating. Because then once you do it, all it does is move the, the story along. And so it, not always does it feel like it's super rewarding to go and figure out how to capture this elaborate bug snack yeah yeah i feel like so i guess i didn't give the rating but i'd probably give it 8.5 maybe maybe round it up to a nine kind of similar to you but uh mm-hmm. yeah kind of going to like you know talking about the main mechanic of the game which is capturing bug snacks and once again like kyle was saying like people are like the story is like oh what are bug snacks where do they come from why do they do what they do and basically also like there was like a slight like addiction like storyline that maybe we'll get yeah. into where like bug snacks are so delicious that mm-hmm. like they can be an an, uh, an an addiction and so how you progress the story how you progress the game is that it'll like give you objectives to capture certain bug snacks um some of the bug snacks like you capture them you know like kyle saying like it's kind of like a puzzle game right like you're just trying to figure out how do I use the items that I have, the environment, to make a bug snacks get into a state that I can capture it. If it's on the ground or in the air or in some other state. And so in that way, like, I would say the weakest part of the game is that part. But also I could see it being really cool. I think what, what it really came to me is that after a point, it just got, like you said, repetitive. Mm-hmm. And... It just seemed to be like, oh, I'm going to capture this bug snacks, but I got to do something really annoying to trick it into, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. And some of it was interesting. Um, you know, I remember one, it's kind of late game, but you're in the desert. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of different uh, styles, I guess, of bug snacks. Like they start to mix the different elements that you've seen along the way. And so that progression felt nice. And so yeah. being able to put the things to practice that you did learn before was cool. But then at the same time, I guess it was, you know, at that point, you know, since it was so far into the game, like you were saying, it was it was things I didn't really necessarily I didn't want to be forced to do them, Mm -hmm. I guess, to progress the game. Because it to me, the capturing never became like not fun. It's just I was kind of done with it after a while. Yeah. 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 And and, and actually, like the desert is when I think of bug snacks, as far as like what it was trying to do, I feel like the desert was like the culmination of. All it, like you said, um, and actually the bugs. Sna- <laughs> there was a point where, uh, in the game, where I felt like I was glitching the game into catching bug snacks because I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like this isn't the way I'm supposed to do this, but this is the most effective <laughs> yeah. way, right? Like, especially once I got the weird like, there's an item in the game that you can shoot down these posts, and mm-hmm. it's like electrifies, and it basically zaps the bug snacks, and normally it puts them in a vulnerable state where you can capture them. And it works for on most, not all. But yeah, I would basically like forget the method that I think they want me to do. I'm just going to see if this works. And if it works. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
you know so yeah it, it was there okay so like think going to like the capturing there was one time where i felt almost like i felt like i literally was glitching the game do you remember when you had you're in the desert and you needed to catch the weird praying mantis mm-hmm. uh bug snacks but it was like on fire right and one of them was like on a pedestal mm-hmm. and i wasn't like I, I still don't really remember how i did it but you had to knock him off the pedestal but like he would break your stuff like oh you, like I, I guess i assume you used the launch pad right or something so no i actually interesting interestingly enough no i did something completely different for that one okay so like, what did uh, you do so so yeah so the praying mantis like uh he was on the pedestal but he was next to a lake and so he was on fire and so what i went i walked up to him and made him mad at me because he was one of the aggressive ones and uh-huh. so if you walk up next to him and he sees you then he chases you down so i led him into the lake to where it put his fire out and then after that what did i do there was a, but I, you do have to knock him unconscious after that but there's a different one there's one that's not near the water it's like up you had to like walk up a thing and he's sitting oh, on with the top. stairs yeah, yeah with the stairs do you remember how you got him down because that was I the one i did that I, oh you didn't i thought you needed that for the main storyline well they were the same type of mantis the one that was next to the lake and the one that was up there oh so you, did you get the same one again you came back and did it again on that one i guess so i only remember catching him because he after a certain amount of time he like explodes into like mm-hmm. five different bug snacks yeah, I only remember catching him whole maybe twice, and it was the same one both times. Yeah, it's so so. One of the weird things about this game in general is like, <laughs> like I, I actually I like it, and also it's just like what in the world? Like the weird results that happen from a series of events. Like with the praying mantis being perfect, he's on fire, right? And you can't really <laughs> do much with him. You finally get him maybe not on fire and then you hurt him and then he has a timer start going off yeah and you're like why does he have a timer maybe that means that's the time he's gonna get set back on fire that's what i thought initially Mm -hmm. and and then i was getting gimped by another bug snacks every time i try to set my trap it would break my trap like (laughs) it was like sometimes the compounding scenarios and uh essentially yeah like kyle said the the bug snack just explodes, and then it becomes like all these other random bug snacks. Like, and you're like, what in the world? Like, why is this praying mantis made up of like a burrito, five Dorito, and uh, like the little squiggly worm one? I think. Like yeah, some chips. Yeah, it, it was very strange. Weird seemed, stuff. But you know, it was a cool surprise. I mean, um, so I mean, what did you? What were some maybe your favorite moments in capturing? Bug snacks. You mentioned that one, but any other moments that were like pretty, pretty fun. So I, I really liked, I guess, the way that the the game introduces you to them. Um, so like from the very beginning of the game, you really don't know what to expect from bug snacks if you haven't like watched the videos of the mm-hmm. gameplay or whatever online. And so, like at the very beginning, you encounter a bug snack, but you don't really realize it because like all in their like media and stuff, they show them as being like really small, cute things. But you, so you come to the island on a ship, and this giant like moth yes. attacks your your flying ship out of the sky, and it's screaming something. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what it says, but it's like, Rrr! and it it attacks your your ship, and you crash. And then 
after you crash, you see one of the smaller strawberry bug snacks. And that's like when you see one up close. Yeah. And so then, you know, the whole tutorialization of like, oh, sometimes they live in caves or sometimes they hide in bushes. And it's like, you know, the initial capture and like getting to know the environment. I felt like that was probably the most like, uh, like that, was, that was kind of my favorite part of the game. Because I really love when tutorialized, when, when tutorials of games are part of the story. Mm-hmm. Because it was something that you needed to do. And it was also something that, you know, pro- progressed things along. And it, you know, the like I said before, you know, the hunting mechanic, I guess you want to call it capturing mechanic, is it's all really fun, you know, yeah. really fun to do. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know, similarly, like I had no expectations in this game. I had no idea what I was getting into, other mm-hmm. than it was a weird game about called Bug Snacks. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I did yeah. see I did see some videos of like you ate they ate stuff and then they would transfer transform mm-hmm. so i figured it was like oh no and i saw a video of somebody playing it like vaguely but it was like for some reason it that seems almost like a fever dream because it seemed like yeah. a completely different game but anyway the the first the beginning sequence was actually where i was like okay this game might have something because yeah you get attacked by and i just looked it up mothza so Mothza. it's probably yelling Mothza because <laughs> yeah. all of these, you know, if you don't know Bug Snacks, they all say their name like Digimon, Paltos. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, you know, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, very Pokemon esque. <laughs> Peel Bug, you know, like it is, and I promise you, it's the same voice actor because I was like, I picked <laughs> the same dude doing like <laughs> all of these. Like he got paid twelve dollars. Shifted. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it starts off super strong because like you know you land you crash land and then you run into maybe my favorite character in the game philbo mm-hmm. the very beginning and philbo <laughs> <laughs> self-proclaimed is, mayor self-proclaimed mayor is the biggest fool like he is a definition <laughs> of the town fool and but his voice acting was so strong it's out good. the gate like, it really felt like, wow, like, this game that looks like it was made on the Xbox 360, they brought in a PS5-level voice acting team because yeah. it was so strong. The way he talked to you, just his inflection, it felt very, like, real to who the character would be and his, mm-hmm. like, nervousness and lack of confidence, but also kind of, like, overconfident. <laughs> like, it was just... Yeah, super naive. Yeah, naive, and but he also really cares about everybody. But he, but the thing is, when you meet him, he needs a bug snacks. Like yeah. he ha- he's hurt and needs food, which you know. So you find the first bug snacks, and they do a really good job of like making it really simple and explaining it to you, and you just get the the, the mechanics. And it was a strong start, and I was like, okay, I'm here now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it laid down the groundwork so well. And I think, yeah, I think if Philbo wasn't so likable, then catching that initial bug snack for him would have been, like, more difficult. But, mm-hmm. like, you walk in and he's just on the ground. You don't know what happened. <laughs> and he, he, he calls you somebody else. Like, he's super delirious and disoriented. And he's like, hey, buddy, I need a bug snack. You know what, <laughs> Philbo? Man, I'm going to get you a bug I snack, I got you, bro. Philbo. You know? And... And then and it's he like eats it in one bite and it's kind of hor- horrific, but <laughs> <laughs> just agic, just chomp that joint. And, and you know, it's like weird because you know, talking like more about the bug snacks, like 
I feel like they had an idea for something, but it never really came to fruition. So mm. we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like when you feed the characters butts, bug snacks, it uh-huh. transforms them, right? Yeah. But like it doesn't have any like real merit on the game or the gameplay unless the character specifically asks you to get a particular bug snacks to do a particular thing to their body, right? Right. So like it would have been cool if you gave them certain bug snacks and it like changed their movement or changed oh yeah you know their walking even their height yeah their height or yeah it it, it just felt so very very cosmetic um Mm -hmm. but it felt like at the same time they wanted to do something with it but it's almost like they didn't have enough time you know i don't know if you felt that Kyle, but i'd say so and i'm sure we'll get into it later but i think the the ending kind (laughs) of like i guess uh, explained why they felt the need to eat them, even though like the their appearance or I guess how it was affecting them wasn't completely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it ties back to what you were talking about earlier about them being addicted to the to the bug snacks. And so it's like, you know, we couldn't like th- there was an outside change, but like internally was really where the issue was happening. Mm-hmm. And so like being motivated to get more. So it was more like a character-driven change rather than an aesthetic change. But I agree, you know, especially because, you know, the the different types of bug snack, like the effects they had, like you could change like their nose into like yeah. a plastic straw or something. <laughs> so, to, so to hear them breathing like through a plastic straw would have been hilarious. Yeah. But little stuff like that, I guess, you know, yeah, like they probably didn't have time or whatever. Yeah, it would have been cool to have, like, even, like, you know, in the village, like, when they're walking around in town, they kind of mm-hmm. talk to each other, like, hey, or, you know, like, or talk to you. It would have been cool if, like, they kind of mentioned somebody's change, you know? Like, yeah. you just heard them say, like, whoa, Philbo, why are you looking so? I'm trying to be <laughs> a country boy. <laughs> you know, like. Wambus. Wambus. <laughs> whoa, yeah. you're looking crazy there, Philbo. You know, like, it's. <laughs> It would have been cool just to see that. But once again, like, yeah, there's probably a lot of reasons. And I will say that I'm more excited for Bug Snacks 2 than I should probably be. But there's a lot oh, of man. reasons for that. <laughs> um, so so let's talk a little bit about, like, the characters. Because I feel like that's the that's the game. Like, mm-hmm. yes. it's, it's hard. Like, like, I keep thinking about it, like, Bug snacks the game, the gameplay from moment to moment is okay. Like it's good. It's but good. It's, serviceable. But like the characters, their little storylines, the different things that are happening and their motivations made right. me keep playing. Like I did I don't know about you, did you do everybody's character storyline? Like all of their everything? Uh, or did did you just kinda So a handful of them, yeah, went all the way through, but when I could tell that I was reaching the end, um, mm-hmm. I slowed down a bit and just did the ones that were like necessary for progression. Okay. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I did. I think I did every every challenge for every character. Like I finished oh, nice. every person's thing. Um, because what ended up happening is that I would just go out and try to capture the the bug snacks that I needed. But if I was, like, near other bug snacks and it would take me five seconds, I would just capture them. And I found mm. that that, like, a lot of random times, I would have a bug snacks in my inventory. 
that somebody needed for a storyline. So, uh, and I've tried not to feed anybody if I didn't have to. I would only, um, there's a point where one of the characters, Gramble, is asking for you to donate uh, bug snacks. So I'd only donate bug snacks that weren't new or like I hadn't given to somebody, that I had already given to somebody because I figured any other bug snacks was probably story dependent in some capacity. Yes, somebody's going to ask for it as soon as you Mm -hmm. donate it. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. So, and then like get, getting my inventory started to grow. So I just have way too many bug snacks on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so. How yeah, many did your inventory get? Oh, man. Uh, maybe like 15. Maybe Snap. 15. Snap. Yeah, 15 <laughs> to 20 bug snacks or something That's like that. That's crazy. Yeah, because at one point I had like five pal toasts. Like, <laughs> like I had so I had so many of them. Like, some some of them would like the paltos break into multiple. So yeah. I just have a lot of those. Uh, I had quite a put quite a bunch of chi poofs because I had just accidentally went on a spree. Um, mm. uh, and like sometimes I'd get like randomly have po- Pokemon. I'd have Pokemon. bug snacks in my inventory that I was like. How did I get that? And like, like some of, oh, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this before we get into the characters. I guess is that there was like boss battles. Yeah, you know, and like didn't expect it. Yeah, like super unexpected. Like the big flying thing that breaks your ship. You have to have a boss battle with him, which took me way too long to figure out how to beat him. I don't know how <laughs> how it was for you, but I could not figure out what I was supposed to do. For like a solid ten minutes, I don't and think I, I had that boss fight. You didn't fight the uh, the giant the, pizza guy, the big pizza moth. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Oh, maybe it's because you didn't do. Yeah, that was probably somebody at the end of somebody's storyline. That's where most of the boss fights were. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was. Um... Oh, it was um, Crombo Crombos, the the salesman guys. Crombo, oh, Crombo. okay. Yeah, because he wanted, he wanted a bug snacks that would like get him rich or something like that. Yeah, and he wanted a legendary bug snack, so you had to go to the desert and help him. Yeah, I think that was nice. His. So yeah, like that one. Uh, did you fight the uh, sushi monster? Yes, I did the sushi monster. The sushi monster. That and one was annoying to me. Super annoying because he just kept like you just had to zap him, but he was like flying. He would and break he... the posts. Oh my gosh! And he yeah, had he ch- was like this this flying dragon that would fly in circles around this little island, and there were these vertical posts that you could connect your the trap we talked about earlier that where you could shoot a line from one air from one point to another point and make like an electrified you know I guess wire or something that reached mm-hmm. across. But when he yeah when he came around sometimes he would crash into the posts and break the posts or. Depending on where you were standing, like it would tell, it would show you his, you know, his trajectory, like the path he was going to take. But then sometimes you'd be off by just a hair, or at least I would. Yeah. So he just fly over fly it, right over it, and like laugh at me or something. And was he what shooting stuff at you as well? I can't remember. It was just yeah. That's how he would break the post. Yeah, he yeah. would shoot these little orbs. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like, uh, and then and then you broke them, and then all his people would run around, and you have to chase them, and there's a time limit, and and they were fast. And and one of the interesting results of fighting one of those bosses is that you got a bug snacks. 
Mm-hmm. And it was a very specific bug snacks that you could only get from the boss. Yeah. So naturally, you know what I did? I was like, I'm not doing anything with these. Like, I'm keeping these boys in my <laughs> inventory. Yeah. So the the Mega Maki was his name. Yeah. <laughs> the Mega Maki had like ten pieces. So my inventory had ten Mega Maki sushi. Mega Maki. <laughs> <laughs> I had all the mini makis or whatever, but it kind of worked out for me because later I needed a whole bunch of bug snacks just to give to somebody. So I just gave away like eight of my mini mini, mini makis, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, so I actually it... had a glitch during that fight. Oh, really? What happened? So, so yeah. When when he's in the sky, you know, he's kind of attached. Like all of his pieces follow around him, and so I broke him apart one time. And the the pieces flew across, and yeah, they were running running together. Like the AI is, mm-hmm. is super finicky, and so I, I caught all of the ones I could see. And he was flying around just the head by himself. So I was like, "Oh, Aww. this this boss fight is over." And so you know, I knocked him down, and he would run. And I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" And so I run up to him, and, and it say catch, but I couldn't catch him. And I was Aww. like, "There's no way I'm not, I'm just supposed to you know run up and catch the head, right?" Like that's so anticlimactic. And so I did it two or three more times. And on one of the other times, it just so happened, I knocked him down towards, like, the back of the arena, I guess you want to call it, where you could fight mm-hmm. him. And in the corner, just, like, jittering at a 1,000 miles an hour were two of his pieces that oh, got crammed no. together in a corner. And so the AI was just freaking out. And I was like, is this why I've had to knock him down by himself three times. And so I caught one and then the other one immediately flew back into the sky. And so I had to <laughs> knock him out again. And I was like, man. And it was like 10 minutes because wow. just hitting the little head by itself was hard to line up. Yes. Yes. And man, I was like, you know what? I think that might be one of the reasons why after that boss fight, I was just kind of, <laughs> you were done. You're like, yeah, I'm not trying to do this no more. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, the, the, the AI for the book snacks was, like sometimes, yeah, I'd get, I got one. So in that same level, that's where the pal toasts were. And inside the, like the mountain was like a volcano area. And mm-hmm. one time, and there's an animal, there's like a weird, like, uh, pho soup. Yeah, the thing. Soup, yeah, the noodles. Like the a noodle ramen. guy. And he, and he was super aggro and he would like, and, and one time, I don't remember what happened. I went in there and a pal toast follow me or multiple paltos and i was doing something for one of the challenges but i think i needed to get the soup dude but i couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to get the soup dude and all of a sudden he went aggro and started attacking the paltos and then like they started fighting each other and they all just like killed each other and i just stood there and there was like 10 different like bug snacks <laughs> dead that and i just captured them like i guess that's what well, I was supposed to do. Like, I don't even know what my actual goal was supposed to be. But the AI went so... Yeah. Like, I was like, okay. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, the, bo- the Bobsicle. The Bobsicle. The, there's, a, there's a random Bobsicle in that lava lava area. And it's like, it's two Popsicles stuck mm-hmm. together. But he bops you. I guess that's why he's called the Bobsicle. Anyway, so he yeah. he chased me through a corridor towards those the bowls, and that's how I caught one because they're both super aggressive and mm-hmm. they attacked each other. And it's just like it, it it worked it worked out. Like I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like okay. that that was the story of the game sometimes. Like, just, okay, I guess that worked out. I will take mm-hmm. that and just keep on <laughs> we moving. We take those. You know, like, I never want to do this again. And, you know, like, I think I had a lot of trouble. I, I don't know if you remember the Scoopy Banoopy. Like, that, yes. that, that thing, the first time I fought it, like, I got him no problem. And Really? Yeah, like, it was just like I laid down... I don't even know what I did. That's the thing. Like, I laid down the little uh, trip shot thing. Mm-hmm. He ran into it, and he was on fire. I don't even know. And somehow I managed <laughs> to get him. Yeah. And then I needed him for another person's, like, personal mission. Mm-hmm. And I did. But this time, it took me about 10 tries. Because it, the AI, like, his attack is he'd attack the trip shot. Yeah. And I don't know why the first time it just was friendly. I had to lure him into that cave where I think there was like another stew guy. I don't know why the stew people were always in the caves. But I don't um, either. Yeah, I lured him in there and then they started fighting and then I was able to like <laughs> kind of trick him and like I don't know, the AI was just annoying enough where like it would like snap like, whatever it decided it wanted to look at now, like, it would just snap to mm-hmm. it. Like, I felt like I was fighting that a lot with the Scoopy Banoopy. That was the that was the one I had the worst time with. Yeah. So, the Snoopy Banoopy, he's, like, made out of, like, ice cream sundae parts. So, yeah. he's got, like, a banana, an ice cream scoop, a cherry, I think. Cherry eyes or something like that. Yeah. So, I had a similar encounter when I first... When I first saw the Snoopy Banoopy, because there's like a campfire and you mm-hmm. can run your line yeah. over the campfire, set the line on fire, and he would, yeah, charge into it. But then, yeah, later in the game, Snorpy wants you to catch yes. the Snoopy Banoopy. And so I had actually already fought one because I was on the mountain for some other reason. So I had a banana from the Snoopy Banoopy, and I was like, huh, I wonder. And so I fed him the banana and it gave me the accomplishment of completing the task of giving him a whole Snoopy Banoopy. Really? Yes. And so I don't know if that happens for each of them, but I would think so because the Neamahi or whatever it's called, if you gave it just one of the smaller pieces, um, what's her name? The singer. Oh, Wiggle. Oh my gosh. Wiggle. Yeah. So if you gave her just one of the smaller pieces, I'm assuming it would count. As if you gave her the head of the Meganaki. So that's the thing. Like, the game was, like, the so sometimes it would tell you to capture a certain thing, but really it was about feeding the person a particular thing, right? Yeah. And it's weird because, like, you, you know how there's variations of the same thing? Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep calling them Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> the same bug snacks, like, there's the Sweetles, like the flying dudes. Like, that's yeah. the one that I saw, like, 90 different variations for. Like Tons of them. There's, like, a sweet Sweetle, a spicy Sweetle, or whatever it was called. And it was just flying. Sweet, sweetie Fly. That's what I meant. Sweetie the Fly. Sweetie yeah. Fly. The sweetie Fly. And it would just fly around. I was like, why do I even want to capture you? Like, you're just, <laughs> you're just annoying. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so it wasn't clear to me if, like, oh, if somebody wanted a Sweetie Fly. Like, sometimes they'd ask, like, hey, can I get this type of... Uh, uh, what was it? A cheesy poof or yeah, white cheesy poof. poof or cheap yeah. poof or whatever. 
but sometimes when asked for so i always wondered if i gave them a variation of it would it count like it was i don't know i get it like you capture it, it and give them the pieces but like it was uh it was interesting sometimes I didn't expect it to work. It was just kind of I. I really didn't want to go fight another oh, man. Snoopy Banoopy, and so, so it was just. So I just gave it a try, and so I'm glad I did because that saved me <laughs> like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So so okay, let's talk about the characters because that's where we were going, and then we came back around to the bosses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know we'll probably come back around to other stuff that when we think of it, but like. So, okay, I mean, the big thing to me, and I think we just mentioned, is, like, the characters were what shined in this game. Like, uh-huh. I think if I were to play the game without the characters, I'd maybe give the game a six or a seven. But, like, with the characters, the storylines, what was happening, um, I'm moving up to 8.59, right? Um, yeah. I will say that, and we'll get to this maybe later, but the overall storyline, I have some issues with. But... <laughs> But, uh, so, so, okay. So the big thing about this game is that, like, some of the characters, like, all of the, I don't know all of them, but, like, if you play out their storylines, mm-hmm. most of it is about them coming to some type of realization, right? About yeah. themselves, right? Um, and, well, let me ask you this, because I did all the characters. Like, mm-hmm. what was your experience with what you did, like, what was, did you feel missing anything? Cause you didn't get to finish some of the characters. Like what was your so, yeah, I, in general? I agree that I think that it was pretty heavy handed as far as like character arcs are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I appreciated that they actually, that they went in versus I guess the alternative, which is to not really have clearly defined characters or their motives. Yeah. Um, so you know, if if I had to choose one, I definitely would prefer the way they went about it because you you definitely knew like, they weren't necessarily one note all the time, but they had very clear intentions and actions. And sometimes it would come across like, oh, well, this is just the mean Grumpus, and this is the you know the, the goofy one, one just, the strong yeah. one, the wacky one, the scientist exactly. One. Yeah, so that like the check check the boxes as far as archetypes, um, but I think once you once you went through their storylines, it was a little bit deeper than that because, mm-hmm. you know, you you got to find out their motive behind why they were that that way, yeah. Versus them being that way and not really, you know, having, you know, I, I, this is just the way I am. So, you know, you don't get to know why. Yeah. Um. Because the first character they introduce you to is is Befica, I think. Well, and I guess it was Wambus. After. Oh yeah, you know, you're right, Wambus. Yeah. But Befica felt like the first one where you started doing her story. Mm-hmm. Line, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. I don't know how. How did I skip over Wambus? Is he? Because he actually, you actually catch one of the bug snacks for him before you meet Befica over the over yeah. the ridge. Yeah, but that's kind of where you get, I guess, a little bit more. You know, I could definitely see their archetypes. You know, he's the the stubborn farmer, but at the same time, he's got his whole deal was that he was trying to grow things for the people that were around so they could have something to eat because they couldn't always catch the bug snack. So it was like, oh, well, he's he's just stubborn. He's not a bad guy type of thing. And so, like, from the very beginning, they're really showing more depth than just what you see on the surface. Yeah, yeah. And you start to see, like, like at first you start with Wambus 
in or or not that you start with Wambus, but like for Wambus, for example, Wambus is this farmer and he's trying to grow um bug snacks. But really sauces, he, yeah. Yeah, but he can only seem to grow sauces. So like, you know, and they in the in the whole issue, okay, so like the whole issue with the storyline is essentially like some event happened on the island, right? And mm-hmm. everybody oh, oh okay. Well not some event. <laughs> There, the the okay. Let's talk about the story a little bit because otherwise the context of the characters doesn't yeah, make sense. It's not gonna make any sense. So essentially, the story is that you're you're asked to come to the island by what's her name, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Megafig, yeah. and she's an explorer, and she's like the coolest person, and like she's done all these cool things, and she wants to learn about the mystery of the bug snacks and figure out where they come from why they are what they are and essentially like she comes there and she sets up a settlement on this island and all these other characters come because they there are different motivations which are like revealed through their storylines and but uh elizabeth basically takes care of the whole town like she because there's no food source other than the bug snacks that's the only food that they eat so Elizabeth goes out, she explores, but she also brings back bug snacks for her and her, uh, I guess her girlfriend, or I, I don't know if it's a wife. Significant other. Significant yeah, I can't other. tell if they actually have genders or not. Yeah, there, there's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later, but when we talk about the character. <laughs> so, um, so what happens is Elizabeth goes missing. She goes out on an adventure and she goes missing and her significant other, Egabel, I guess goes missing as well or something like that. And she went to look for. Yeah. And then she never came back. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, everybody was like, yo, Oh, I'm sorry. Philbo was like, Hey guys, I'm the mayor. Let's stay together. And everybody's like, Philbo's an idiot and I don't want (laughs) to die here. So they all leave. (laughs) Um, and, and your main goal as the main character is to get all of the, grumpuses right that's what they're called yeah the grumpuses back to town so that's kind of the main story line you're trying to figure out what happened to elizabeth and you're trying to get all the grumpuses back to town um and you kind of have to get them back to town because because the the reason why you went there was to get an interview with elizabeth she's the only one missing and because philbo is useless. <laughs> you need to get them to come back to town so you can ask them where Elizabeth went because mm-hmm. he has no idea. Yeah, he he just like seemed to just flee town all of a sudden, and like, <laughs> and and he was just dying. Like, luckily you showed up. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's one part I forgot about that. Like, uh, you have to interview all of the different uh, Grumpuses, and the Grumpuses give you more about themselves and also what they know about Elizabeth, which is kind of interesting. Like, what did you think about that whole interview process? Like of interviewing all the different, uh, grumpuses. Um, I thought it was a, it was a unique mechanic because I know a lot of games, especially when it's like community building, you do have the opportunity to learn more about people as they come to your community. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to integrate it to where you get like a super, I guess, high level of like, Almost like a, a, what is it, not a, um, like a spill of a backstory, you yeah. know, kind of all at once to bring you up to speed. Um, 
So in a way, it's kind of nice. I think some of them kind of overstay their welcome. Yes. And, but the ones that like really fit the character, like they don't want to talk to you. And so you have to ask certain questions to make it go along. It's kind of nice. Only thing I guess about that part of it though, was that you don't only have a certain amount of questions. And then most of the time you'd be able to ask both of them, regardless of the order you went in. Yeah. So sometimes it felt like they wanted to be like, Oh, you got to ask the right question to get the, the right information about them. But then, you know, you'd try to, I guess, pick the wrong answer and it, there wouldn't be any consequence. And so I'd be like, Oh, I guess, I guess that's fine. But, yeah, it's interesting. Looking for a unique dialogue and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it seems like you could get through the process without listening to all the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But there was no, like, not that there should have been a right or wrong, but that's like you said, they made it seem like the interview was some type of gameplay, but it wasn't. It really was just like, click yeah. it in order and it'll give you all the the options, you know? Um, and, Exposition dump. That's what I was thinking yes, of earlier. Yes. And, oh, you know what? Let me tell you something right now. Shelda, the weird <laughs> guru one, I could not stand her, dog. No, like, she was, yeah. I could not stand it. It's like, I get that she's like this, you know, from her story, she's basically a fraud. Like, if you go mm-hmm. through her whole storyline. But the way she talks and like trying to deal with her, I would just skip her dialogue a lot of times. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't hear you talk. The sun and the moon come together to make, like, it's like, okay, I get it. Stop. Right. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, I think it was successful in that way. Because I, I felt the same way. But I, I appreciated it because everybody else I really wanted to talk to. And it seemed like nobody wanted to interact with her. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, except oh, for Except great. for uh, Chandlo. <laughs> Chandlo's the... Yeah. Chandlo's the real hero in this game. Let's be for real. 100%. Let's be real. Like, Chandlo is the heart of gold. <laughs> the, the man... He's super strong. For whatever reason, he is super swole. <laughs> like, yeah. like ridiculous. He has a heart of gold. He cares about people. Um, and he sees the best in everybody irrelevant. And uh, did you finish Befica's storyline? Um, no, I, I don't think I did. So essentially, like Befica, so there's so many characters. I don't think we can get through all of them in this podcast. <laughs> but like, you know, so so essentially like Befica is um a gossip journalist like tmz type kind of person and her whole goal is to get like the snoop you know the the secrets behind people and dirt you basically find out through her story that the reason she came to uh bugsnacks island is because she basically burned all her bridges because of Mm -hmm. all of the evil snooping she did right and she basically gets back into her habit it's almost like she she knew what she's doing wrong, but she doesn't stop, right? So yeah. she's like, hey, check out what Wambus is doing at midnight. Or check out what this person is doing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so eventually, um, you she asked you to go snoop on Chandlo. Did you get to that point? I don't think I did. Um, but remind me, unless, was that with the uh, the stump? Uh, no, it was at night in his room. You had to catch him oh. in his room. So, so essentially, like, she tells you to go, uh, like, snoop on everybody, right? So, the first one is, like, mm-hmm. Wambus. And you found out that basically, okay, so, Wambus is married, <laughs> is married to another character named Triffany. Yeah. First of all, Triffany. First of all, just side note, 
all the names in this game, it's like they took them to a random name generator. Yes. Like, because <laughs> it's like Wambus <laughs> Troubleham. Uh, I'm looking at the character list right now. Triffany Lottablog. Like, Cromdo Face. Like, it's super stupid names. Terrible. Right. But it is what it is. <laughs> so anyway, like, Wambus is married to Triffany. Triffany and Wambus basically had, like, separated for a period of time. Yeah, they had a fight. Yeah, they had a fight. Triffany left, and you find her later, but she, like, left and is, like, in the ruins or something. She's, like, an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Wambus is the farmer. But Befica goes, hey, go snoop on Wambus at midnight to see what he does. Basically, you find out that Wambus made, uh, what, did he, what did he do? He made, like, a... He made a, he turned a cactus. Yes. Like, he put his wife's hat and jacket on a cactus and he would talk to it at night <laughs> it's super like sad man <laughs> like oh snap this man like and Wamp is supposed to be this hard rough rough and tumble you know yeah and at night he's over here talking to this cactus who actually kind of looks like his wife like yeah <laughs> like he did a pretty good job like <laughs> and he's over here like hugging it and talking like i miss you triffany i'm so sorry for what i did and you know make this right i'm gonna make this right i'm gonna plant these (laughs) bucks next and change the world you know um but like (laughs) so so she does that she's just finding people's secrets and you learn all this stuff and uh you finally get to chanlo because she's like chanlo i haven't been able to find anything on him and i need you to find something for him right and you go to chanlo's room at night and literally, Chanlo's just sitting there enjoying his life. <laughs> like, he, like he's not doing anything. Like, and you're like, yo, what's up, Chanlo? And Chan's like, hey, what's up, man? You know, yo, bro, what's happening, bro? Like, he's always saying that. And, uh-huh. and uh, you go back to Befica, and she's like, what? Chanlo doesn't have any, like, evil secrets? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, she's, like, having no a breakdown. Because she's like, that doesn't make any sense. He has to be evil. He has to do. But basically, you find out that Chanlo's just a good person. Like he's the realist. The realist. Chanlo is the real. I'm gonna make a meme like the realist. <laughs> Chanlo, <laughs> you know. So, um, but yeah, like the characters, like, I mean, there's Snorpy, the weird, uh, like scientist, like, mm-hmm. and his brother. Okay, so, so at this point, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna tread a little bit carefully because. I don't really know, but from what I could tell from the ep- the the episode from the game is that there was a lot of different like LGBTQIA characters kind of represented uh-huh. in the game. Am, am I wrong? Did you feel that too? No, I'm. I, I think you're spot on. Cause yeah, there were characters who were like definitely shown to be more masculine or more feminine and then some that were you know presented as a male versus a female and then yeah the intertwining of their relationships was yeah they it's like they covered all the bases i guess to show that you know they their structure is just completely open (laughs) yeah as far as i'm gonna be super real it felt very pandering almost i i get it like let me not say pandering because I don't know what the, the the people who made the game like. Maybe it's representative of their, you know, the developers and the story, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it represents, but it felt. I don't want to say forced, but it felt like 
they were trying like they had one of each right yeah they had a- everywhere everyone was represented yeah elizabeth and, and Agabel, both female presenting characters female voices female type mm-hmm. dialogue they're a couple so that's like the female female couple wambus and triffany wambus is rough and tumble man and triffany is hey hey there like she's female yeah, presenting. soft yeah you know the normal like a a, a stand the typical, standard typical yeah. heterosexual couple right then you had uh chandler and snorpy. and snorpy and that was maybe the most interesting one because it was like they were best friends right but like chandler would do buds, anything for bros <laughs> best bros yes he's like yeah. he's my bro you know and you start to unravel that Chanlo and Snorpy are a thing. Like, mm-hmm. and that they, oh, I don't know if you got this far, but in the final, like, celebration, so mm-hmm. did you did you find out, like, that they made out or something? In yeah, the- you can't skip it. Uh, okay. Like, it, it's part of that dialogue for that um, reunion party. Okay, I didn't know if it was, like, only if you finished out everybody's storyline. Um no, but it completes. So it does complete everybody's, um, I guess, reunions for you two. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. See, I wasn't yeah. sure. So yeah, so Chandler and Snorpy, who are both male characters, and then there's, um, do you remember F- Gramble and Wiggle? Oh my gosh! So let's talk about a relationship that is kind of unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, Wig- Wiggle is kind of uh, harassing, <laughs> harassing, Gramble, <laughs> stalking. Yeah, it's rough. It's like okay, so okay, if if Shelda is my least favorite character, Wiggle mm. is was f- fighting for that spot. <laughs> like really, I really, uh- <laughs> I really, I could not stand Wiggle always singing everything yeah like she had a decent <laughs> voice but it was like i'm gonna eat these buck snacks and get my body like it was always right. so so okay i want you to describe wiggle and grambles relationship just just <laughs> just try to describe it so i remember when you first encounter them like you're on the beach and you find gramble he's got mm-hmm. like a little semi um shelter because his whole deal is that he doesn't want to eat bug snacks yeah. he's a, like a farmer type but a, like a cattle farmer i guess you can call it. like he wants to keep the animals or keep the bug snacks yeah he's like a and the so, vegan pita character in the, in the yeah game. and so he's he's only worried about you know keeping the bug snacks and training them and wiggle like followed him to his shelter and is just standing there <laughs> singing, trying to get Gramble to leave and just trying, just wanting all of his attention. Mm-hmm. And Gramble is like trying to, he's, he's like trying to be a nice guy about it. He's like, but you're, he's like, you're really upsetting the bug snack <laughs> with being so loud. Like maybe we could do something else later or something. Like he's trying to let, let Wiggle down easy, but Wiggle is like super aggressive with trying to hang out with Gramble. <laughs> and then so that's your first encounter and eventually you know they, they part ways so that you can do each of their individual storylines to get them to come back to town. But then once you get back to town it's just like the switch comes back on and Wiggle is just adamantly trying to get at Gramble. <laughs> going to his house. All kind of stuff. 
she was she was thirsty, son. Like <laughs> the thirst was on the next level. Like Gramble would just be chilling. Like there was a point where I was like, yo, they like Gramble is literally uncomfortable. Like yeah, like and you know Gramble has that little oh well I don't know I, I just wanna like he has a very soft like mm-hmm. gentle kind of character like I don't want to hurt Buck Snacks and you know and <laughs> you know Wiggle is all up in his face like come on baby let's go and go out to the beach and have a date like she's and she's always moving like uh like yes wiggling literally <laughs> her idle animation it's just is gross <laughs> and. And I don't know if you got to this point where, like, you talk to Gramble privately, <laughs> and Gramble's like, hey, like, he's like, hey, can you, like, talk to Wiggle or something? Because, like, I don't know what to do. Like, she will not, like, he literally is like, I don't know yeah. what to do. And then he's like, I kind of like her. Like, she seems mm-hmm. cool, but she won't give me the space I need to, like, right. like, it was like a real situation, like, Hey, you're cool, but like you're too much, you know. Yeah, just dial it down just a little bit, and we can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I like Gramble's. Gramble had the to me one of my favorite storylines because it was like, like in his head, he thought he was doing something very virtuous. Like mm-hmm. he was like, "Hey, let's not eat the bug snacks, and let's save them, and let's do all this stuff, and like, hey, can you collect them and keep them from people?" And he had a barn that he had for them. But, like, eventually you just realize that Gramble is dealing with uh, separation anxiety. Like, yeah, his family left him or something, and he has no family. So his only friends are these bug snacks. The bug snacks. And he, yeah. And the bug snacks literally at the end of the game just dip. <laughs> like, they just like. Oh, yeah. As soon as the wall comes down, they're they gone. They're gone. And Gramble's like, my family left me, you know. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you know, and you just realize, like, oh, he's just really sad and lonely. and Yeah. And that was, the, like, different dynamics you get. Because at first, you know, people were eating his bug snacks on his <laughs> oh, farm. <no. laughs> when Elizabeth would be, like, on an adventure trying to find other bug snacks to bring back for them to eat, mm-hmm. people would sneak into his barn and, like, just steal that man's bugs yeah. and steal his family. Yeah. And so he was he was like traumatized by that. But you didn't but yeah, you you don't find out till later that he was like hoarding them mm-hmm. in a very like not very uh healthy. Yeah, a very unhealthy way. And Wiggle secretly was eating his bug snacks too. So it's kinda of weird to me because <laughs> I was like was, yeah. I don't know if Wiggle actually cares about Gramble. Like, mm-hmm. or he, she was just like, he's my source of food. Like, Ooh. cause she, like, yeah. cause you, like, Bethika asked you to follow her and you find her trying to break into his house at night. Trying to, right. you know, and you're like, oh, like, wiggle. Like, why? What are you doing? You know? Um, mm-hmm. So, like, their, their whole storyline, you know, and then the character I think maybe is my third least favorite is Cromdo because he just was yeah. a jerk. Like he is, yeah, all about himself. He, for, yeah, but I think, I think he was meant to be someone that you know, he doesn't want anybody to like him. Mm-hmm. Type. Like he's trying to be really, like a really tough guy. Like he says, like I think he even says it that like he's not in the business of making friends or something like yeah. that, because he's all about making money. Yeah, he. But it seems like he wants friends because he still does stuff for everybody else. 
Yeah, he's but like the like curmudgeon. He's undercuts himself. Oscar, Oscar the Grouch, right? Like, yeah, he cares about everybody, but he acts like he doesn't care. You know, mm-hmm. and he he literally tries to sell you a bridge, which is hilarious, right? To me. <laughs> like, get out of my face. immediately falls apart. You know, and like he's just you know his storyline ends, but even when you do all his tasks, like all you figure out is that like he's a jerk who's trying to like basically make money and yeah. he realizes and it's he's kind a of a front yes yeah, so like he's just i'm just trying to make money i know it doesn't make me friends but this is who i am i need to be a little bit better and like actually yeah. like him and befica seem to be the most connected like mm-hmm. for whatever weird reason. even at the end in the end sequence they're actually together mm, i didn't even think about that yeah like they're yeah. they secretly like are both really off putting people, but they mm-hmm. both really want relationships, you know. Right. Um, they don't really know how to change. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Okay, so so one like the the maybe the last character like that I really feel like is very interesting is Flutes Floofty? Floofty Yeah. Floofty Fizzlebean. Floofty Fizzlebean. And so I think from, and you know, I may be wrong about this, but I think Floofty was supposed to be non-binary. Did you ever realize I, I, that yeah. in all the dialogue, they only reference Floofty as they? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's what it, and then Floofty kind of had masculine and feminine char- tendencies. Yeah, characteristics yeah. and didn't, I mean, didn't, and only goal was to modify it's almost like right. their body was an experiment. It was a tool. Yeah. 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 And, and if it wasn't for Snorpy, literally would have killed it. Like, <laughs> he was about to cut his own head Floofy off. He straight up was going to kill himself, you know? Like, or them, themselves. And, like, yeah. you're like, yo. like, And you're standing there. I was like, yo, son. This is where, as a character, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but no, just willfully pressing the but button. Like, I ain't want me to press the button. Like, and then Snorpy's like, bro, you need to stop. Like, stop. Like, we're family, <laughs> and I love you, and you're about to kill yourself, and we need to. You right. need to stop this. Like, I, I, I don't know. So, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. What What did you think of Floofy as in general as a character? So I, I thought it was cool. Um, you know th- that overlap, I guess, of there because there was finally one character who had two separate connections, like very strong connections to two char- two characters which was Snorpy, you know, both having a brother and a love interest. Oh. I don't think anybody else had any, like, a deeper relationship outside of just one person they were focused on. True, very true. Other than, I guess, Philbo was worried about everybody, but nobody deeply. Exactly. Snorpy was definitely torn because, you know, both people that he cared about, he had no idea necessarily where he stood with each of the, with either of them. Um, But I thought, yeah, Floofy was a, he was an interesting character, but he, a lot of times he was used as a plot device mm-hmm. be- because he was a scientist. And I guess the same thing went with Snorpy. Um, you know, like they were the smart ones building the technology. So, you know, whenever something something big happened, they were kind of at the center of it yeah. to a degree. Um, and Floofy even more so because he kept bringing you to like he was in two of the new areas mm-hmm. that you went to and he blocks you off from one of them. Um, oddly to a degree 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what Floofty like. Floofty at one point I thought was like the villain because mm, yeah. remember like you encounter Floofty at the very beginning. I think when you went to the beach or something or uh huh like he runs yeah and it's just like Floofy's like uh da 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 my scientist experiment. So I start to think okay well Floofy must be the reason that Elizabeth is missing missing mm, yeah or had something to do with it because. Uh, Floofy mentioned Egabel, which is Egabel and Lizbert are like super right. close. So I was like, "Yo, something's going on here." But you just basically mm-hmm. find out that Floofy is just crazy, <laughs> and yeah, he's a mad scientist. The mad scientist and gives you the ability to change people's attributes at will, which was like interesting but unnecessary. Like yeah, it seemed like that was fan service. Exactly. Like you could go around and make a character all Friedar, Friedar, but it didn't change yeah. anything. Like back to what we were talking about before. So yeah, it had no Im- implications to the story. So yeah, Floofy was a, a very interesting um, character. So you know, I want to talk about one more thing before we get to the main main storyline because uh-huh. first I want to say is Shell is trash. Long story short is Sheldon's a fraud. <laughs> Basically, her side missions are for you to get her. So f- just to, if you don't know the game, Shelda acts like she's some type of guru and yeah. doesn't eat bug snacks and eats sun juice or something. Like and, a, a medium, I guess you would call it. Yeah, yeah, like a, a medium guru, spiritualist, like, you know, yeah. like all of those words. But she's just a charlatan, a fraud. And you as a character, the the main character realized like really quickly like yeah you're not who you say you are <laughs> like for the mm-hmm. jump but her side <laughs> missions are like hey i need you to collect these particular buck snacks and put it in this box because yeah to sacrifice them yeah and you're like oh you mean to eat them and shadow's <laughs> like no i would never eat them you know but you're like <laughs> right you're 100% eating these buck snacks like <laughs> uh-huh. You know, because then you find out as you put them in there, like her body begins to change yes. based on the bug snacks you put in the box. Yes, that is so slick of them and subtle. Like they didn't like point it out. They just like no, like you just get it. Like oh, she's eating. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. As much as I hate that, I like that they went that direction. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish she would talk less. Um, <laughs> so so I did want to talk about Triffany. Okay, so I wonder if this is going to go any further. So, Triffany, as we were mentioning before, mm-hmm. is Wambus's wife. Right. And Triffany, I thought, had one of the more interesting parts in the game because you find her in, like, these ancient ruins. Uh-huh. And she's trying to figure out what happened to the people who were on the island before. And, yeah. like, you, you start to realize there's some mystery behind all of this, like... Okay, people used to live on Bugsnag Island. They had a civilization, but right. like their bodies weren't there anymore, or they were taken away, and and the bones you did find were picked clean. Yeah, and you're like, okay, and then like there's a mention of some creature or something, and uh-huh. like so I thought like where they were going, like so all of that becomes really important in the main storyline. And then her side quest is to find out about her, her grandmother, right? I think it was. 
Uh, uh-huh. Did you do that storyline with Trifony? Bronica. Uh, I think I did part of it. And I, I, don't, I don't believe I finished it. Okay, so the storyline was essentially like Trifony's grandmother was like an explorer, probably like on the level of Lisbert, like very well known, mm-hmm. very like crazy, doing a lot of crazy things. And the last thing that Trifony knew was that her grandmother came, Bronica, came to Bugsnax Island sometime in the past, which is yeah. interesting. That's a whole other thing. Like, people knew about Bugsnax Island, but Lisbeth was the first one to do something. And she goes there, and your whole goal is to figure out what happened to her. So let me tell you what you find out. Basically, you track down all of the places she's been. You're finding all this stuff. Then you find her dead body on the mountain it's just oh wow yeah and that's it like oh like triffany's like oh she did i figured that much okay and then just like what like it's there's no revelation there's no like she found some secret or she did something really cool or it's just like oh she died on the mountain okay oh wow that's super anticlimactic yeah it was like like i thought it was building something and i was like oh it's like it's almost like they were like, "Yeah, we got to get this done. We have too many. Yeah, like, we can't really go too much further. It's done, man. You know." So it was kind of disappointing. That was, I was kind of yeah. maybe the most interesting story to me. Like, oh, maybe there's something she's gonna reveal. Right. Or, it's just not. She did. It almost would have been better for them not to resolve it. Like to just find her campsite or something. Yeah. So so they so what it was was you found her campsite, and you found bones. Of what seemed to be a person, I believe. Of oh yeah, so I found that campsite without doing her mission, and I still got the same dialogue that it was just bones. Yeah, so it had to be her bones. Yeah, because like, it was a grumpus bone body, like right. But they kind of just huh. they didn't. I don't even know if they mentioned like oh this is our bones. It's like oh this is her campsite. She must. I I I just remember being like wait what like we yeah. Done here? You know, so that campsite really messed me up because I hadn't encountered it. And, you know, that's the you you finally find Egabel on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so I ran around that mountain like six times over looking for Egabel once she left that first <laughs> oh, cavern. Yeah. And I went to that campsite thinking it was hers. Mm-hmm. And I kept revisiting it because I was like, maybe maybe I just have to go through a loading zone or a trigger for her to be here. And then eventually I found the the igloo. And stuff in front of the door. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so, so this is kind of where I feel like that series of events with Triffany kind of. <laughs> uh, how do I put this? Sets to me set the tone of what I would like the story is going to be in this game. <laughs> so, uh. so, okay. So, how did you feel about the Elizabeth Egabel dynamic? And watching the videos, like what what was your take on that? Like, did you like where they were going and what they were doing with that? So at first, yeah, at first it seemed like it was gonna be, I guess, super interesting to watch them, and then especially once like their dynamic began to shift, you know, and Egabel's true colors started to come come through. Because you know, at first, you know, they were all happy go lucky and they had complementary skills. You know, uh, Elizabeth is the a fearless adventurer while Agabel was cautious and also like a nurse so she could make sure Elizabeth stayed he- healthy throughout their adventures and they 
helped each other, you know. So that was like a cool dynamic. But then mm-hmm. to see that shift from, you know, Elizabeth would be gone all hours of the day and come back with nothing for anybody to eat, but with a lot of wounds. And Agabelle would be like, man, I wish you would just, you know, be more careful because it's yeah. it's getting harder to take care of you. And then, like, their dynamic just shifts to where then I think, I'm not sure, I don't remember exactly how it shifted, but it got to the point to where Agabelle started to feel, like, less useful or something. Yes. Um, yeah, but basically, some event happened in the town when Lizabert left, which still is like super clear to me. But basically, like two people got hurt, and Agabel could only hurt help one of them or something. Like some event, and she felt like a failure because she couldn't do both. Yeah, and that was where the turn started to happen. Yeah, yeah, and then I think um, she was talking about people were talking saying that. Whenever it did, whenever Elizabeth did bring back something, she would always bring back something for Egabel. So she was like noticeably playing favorites while they were having trouble mm-hmm. finding food, and you know, and then I, I remember part of the story was because of what happened, Egabel feeling like a, fa- a failure. She went and got with our boy Chanlo, and mm-hmm. he was uh, helping her get them gains. Like they were doing push-ups or something in one of the videos. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I think one part of that was, like you said, she would bring back food for Egabel. Mm-hmm. And because Egabel had that moment of kind of depression, she went into like addiction mode yeah. with like the, the bug snacks. Like she would eat all the bug snacks and like do nothing else. Right. And Lizbert was kind of concerned. And Egabel, feeling useless, feeling like bottom of the barrel. I feel like she went to Chanlo to get out of that place, uh-huh. right? Like, I need to become strong so I don't have this addiction. I don't have to, I don't, I'm not dependent on Lisbert. That's kind of where she was going. Like, yeah, I have this addiction and I'm dependent on Lisbert and I can't do anything. So let me get strong. And Chanlo's old swole so <laughs> started helping Egabel to become like strong and yeah. like you said, training her and so that was that was an interesting like and that's the thing like at first i thought that the the videos would be more about the story of the island right but it became more of a story about their relationship yeah because after egabel started to take initiative elizabeth was kind of really downplaying everything mm-hmm. that Egabel was trying to do, making her even more, like, depressed. You know, like, I'm doing this for you. And Elizabeth was just concerned that she would get hurt because she was mm-hmm. so fragile, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. I, I, and it kind of did, I guess, play into, like, Elizabeth's kind of the dynamic of where her adventure was taking her. But Egabel kind of just hijacked it. Yeah. And and it kind of showed that like there was almost a power dynamic in their relationship mm-hmm. that Lisbert didn't want to change. Like she wanted to be basically head of household and Egabel to be her little missus. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like and it felt like Egabel after that incident was like, No, I need to pull my weight and Lisbert's like, No, 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 you just need to chill out. Yeah. I got this. I'm I'm wear the pants of you know the relationship. I'm gonna take care of you, exactly. Yeah, and and then Lizbert does 
gets goes in the adventure and then she disappears and then that basically sends Agabel off the, the edge because she's like, see, this is why I need to get strong and then she goes looking for Lisbert. Yeah. And yeah. And one of the last so. videos you find I don't know if you find it on the mountain, but it's of them together, like right before the event happens, where Egabel convinces Elizabeth to let her tag along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then when you find Egabel, she's like, it's all my fault. If I wouldn't have come along, we wouldn't have gotten separated type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like in the mix. So, so one like side note, like we, they kind of remember. Okay. So this was the weirdest thing to me because I get what they were trying to do, but they never really made it like I felt like they were going a cool direction. Remember that scene where essentially it was at night and somebody like there was a creature broke into the village. Yes. Right. And they made it like I was really I was like, well, where is this going? Because it got really interesting. Mm-hmm. So long story short is like like one night. What happened? Like somebody was screaming or. So, yeah. So you're or, at the campfire. And you hear something like run into the bathroom, like their outhouse. Mm-hmm. And so you walk over there and check it and there's nothing in there. But then I can't tell if it's, I can't remember if it's the same night or the next night. But then while you're at like the outhouse or whatever, there's a huge explosion near yes. the, uh, the workshop. And you go over there and there's a huge hole in the wall. Yeah. And yeah, you're expecting to find this monster and it's Chanlo. Yeah, but but Chanlo later says that he didn't do that. Oh, really? Like that. I don't yeah, I didn't yeah, remember like, that. Like Chanlo's like, "Oh no, I didn't do that." Like like hmm. I can't remember. I got to go back and look, but it's like Yeah. Because remember, they also find a sign that says like the sign is now like the sign to oh yeah to her. stop eating them or something yeah like it's some kind of warning like yeah we gonna kill you if you keep doing this you know I forgot and, about that yeah yeah so it get, kind of gets it starts to put this like ominous like thing like mm-hmm. oh like there's something out here like and then uh it might have been Shelda no 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 it was Wiggle who's like. Yeah, the woman of the woods or something like that. She's like talking about or the queen of the island who she saw or something who looked like some kind of creature. Oh, yeah. Who was, you know, and and so, you know, there's some other creature that is out there. You know, basically like a Sasquatch or something like, you know, there's something out there doing something. So you're like, okay, well, maybe there's some spirit of the island that doesn't like that they're eating mm-hmm. the bug snacks right they really played it up yeah just for yeah I, I forgot about it i guess it almost felt like a dream sequence because it just came and went mm-hmm. man it's like very very strange yeah and then the story just kept moving along <laughs> like, yep, 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 yep. you know and you're like oh okay awesome you know and and and, and yeah like you don't like you get the reveal of what that was, kind of, kind of, because I, th- but it doesn't seem like important at all. No, like, and like the message was kind of mixed, I guess, 
Because it seemed like yeah, it was so out to get them rather than warn them about something else. Exactly. So do you want to explain a little bit the, like the sequence? Uh, so so I'll, I'll, I'll preface it and then mm-hmm. maybe you could take it further. So so uh, Kyle was talking about earlier where you run into Egabel on the mountain and Egabel's like, hey, um, I found some, like we have, like you've been finding Elizabeth's notes, right? Yeah. And they've been telling you like, oh, there's a door and you need multiple uh, grumpuses to open it and there's a certain sequence, but it looks like you need to feed the ancient ones. And like, there's these statues. So this is mysterious door, but it has like a certain combination to open. And Agabelle's basically trying to figure it out after Elizabeth, Elizabeth goes missing. And you found out a lot of it, but you need a third person. So you have to get Philbo to help you to open this door. So essentially at some point you open the door and things start to go wild. So, do you remember kind of what the flow was after that? Um, Something like that. I think it was like that, right? You open the door and things go wild. I can't. So, I mean, that's like when, yeah. So there's two times, I guess, where the door kind of goes wild in a way. Because the first time you try to open the door, she gets the sequence wrong. And it causes like an avalanche. I think Philbo like almost dies. And so then she becomes like a recluse again while she tries to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, what to do with the door. And there's a couple things you have to do, like, in between that. But then, yeah, once you revisit door, the door, she's like, oh, I just had the combination backwards. And so <laughs> so then the door opens <laughs> up. <so> stupid. <laughs> yeah. So the door opens back up and you run in. And then, yeah, the floor opens up. Because when you open the door, it's like a, this big tunnel that looks like it's going to lead into, like, this really, I don't know, nice mountain castle or whatever but yeah the ground opens up and you fall into like the the inside of the mountain yeah and like this is this is like end of the game stuff in case anyone doesn't want to listen um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you fall into the mountain and the walls everything around you is just made out of food like it's not necessarily bug snacks but it's like it's food items yeah so candy and like hamburgers everything pretty much everything that the bug snacks are made out of that's what the interior is but it's also like organic looking and like wet like it looks like intestines made Mm -hmm. out of food and like so you're so so just a side note apparently that is called the under snacks under snacks (laughs) interesting just just to say but continue yeah that's a good name and so what happened when you fell is that you got separated from Philbo and Egabel because it was just the three of you. So what kind of led up to it is that Philbo, you needed three people to open the door. So he went back to town and got Philbo. So that's why he's here now on the mountain with you and Egabel. And so mm-hmm. when the ground opens up, you all fall through and somehow get separated in, you know, movie, in cinematic fashion. And so you're walking through. But then as you do, there's something called... You find out later, but it's like this amalgamous, uh, you know, a bunch of bug snacks kind of put together in this like hideous giant monster form. And it's, I can't remember if it's like when you wake up, it's standing over you or whatever, but it runs off. And so you're trying to yeah. avoid it while you're walking through the corridors of like these organs or in the under, uh, under snacks. And so you eventually meet up with Philbo. And did you encounter the jump scare that happens after you meet Philbo? 
the jump scare. Yeah. So when you meet Philbo, you find him in like this corridor, and there's only then there's a way out, but then it eventually splits, and Philbo uh-huh. takes the path on the right. I think the path on the left leads you. Um, either it circles around or it leads you back to somewhere you were before that you're not supposed to go again. But as you walk down there, there's a shadowy figure that walks from around a corner and it stands there and you could either, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm assuming it's meant to keep you from coming down that way, but you can either approach it or walk back the other way. So if you walk towards it, it eventually starts to move and then as you get closer, it just, it gets into action and it just, runs like full speed at you really yeah and i don't think i experienced (laughs) i did and then i stopped i stopped picking other other routes because i was like (laughs) yep yep yep, following (laughs) philbo yep 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 philbo yep (laughs) because i thought maybe i could interact with it because it looked like it was a bug snack but it was like kind of monstrous so i was just curious and i i don't do horror games at all and so that was enough for me (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, so it runs at you and you like essentially die and wake up back at the place you were with Philbo and it kind of restarts that sequence. Um, so anyway, if you go the route you're supposed to go, then you eventually go into like this big open area with Philbo. And if you want to take, you remember the story from here, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. So, so just a, just a, a background on what had happened preceding all of this. So, you find Agabel, right? Before you go in this chamber, you find Agabel. She says, bring Philbo, but she goes away, right? You're supposed to get Philbo to come up there. And Philbo, you bring up Agabel. You try to do the sequence. It fails. You go back to town. Agabel's doing whatever. Then remember there was like an earthquake or something that happened in town? Oh, yeah. yeah like, like, just like. I don't. I think it was the night of the party or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the big party where all the characters are getting their resolutions. Like some earthquake happens, and all the 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 whole town is like destroyed. Yeah. Right. And in the midst of the wake of the earthquake is when Agabel appears. Like she appears and it's like, "Hey, I figured out the sequence to the doors. We need to go and deal with this." Yeah. Like this is gonna solve the earthquake. Um, so that's just preceding everything. So basically when you leave, you like, I think Snorpy and maybe Floofty are like trying to repair the ship that you crashed in originally because it's in town, just not working or something. They say, oh, we're going to try to fix it or something like that. If that, that sounds correct. Mm-hmm. Kyle? Yeah. Cause yeah, yes. it's the, the ship that's on the roof or on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was your ship, but I, th- I think it's actually Cromdo's ship. No, I think it's your ship. It is? I think okay. it's yours. Yeah, I think it's the one that you crashed in on. Um, or you fell off of when it crashed. Yeah, um, I wasn't certain. And, and uh, so you leave, and that's what's happening in town. I say that because that's important on what comes next. Yeah. So at this point, you've followed uh, Philbo, and you come into this room, like basically this giant room. Mm-hmm. Where all these bugs, like, okay, how do you describe it? Like, it's almost like a throne room. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Yeah, it's almost like a throne room. And essentially, on the left and the right side... It's like arena are, seating. <laughs> yeah, arena seating with all these bug snacks sitting there kind of like, almost like, just waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Like, 
cheering like it's supposed to be some event. So you're just kind of walking forward and that creature that Kyle mentioned before that jump scared him has now like it's just standing there. Uh, what's it? I, I can't remember Snack what they called it. Snack squatch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like squatch being... made out of bug snacks. Bug snacks. So it's like it's like a, a amalgamation of all these bug snacks to become uh, it's like humanoid. Hu- humanoid. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Off putting. <clears throat> Sorry, but basically, like it's like. To me, I'll just say this before I continue. It was very weird because it felt like they were trying to do something with that character. Mm-hmm. But like it was supposed to be like maybe you should have saw it more often or right. interacted with it or seen its silhouette. But it just seemed like, hey, I'm here now and I'm not a threat. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was very strange. It was so very strange. Weird. And um, so anywho, uh. Like Snack Squatch, yeah, definitely is his name. Snack Squatch. So you see Snack Squatch just standing there and you're walking in between the cheering bug snacks. Oh, side point. I made sure I took pictures of all those bug snacks. Me too. I, was like, I was like, there's probably a bug snacks I haven't seen yet in here. Yeah. And I want to get it in my bugopedia or whatever. So I took pictures. I made sure I checked everything. So anyway, <laughs> so you just walk up and as you approach, there's like a throne. Is it like a throne or something? I don't I remember there actually being I a can't. seat, but it was just like a pile of of maybe bug food. Snacks. Yeah, like yeah, or something. You know, uh, I'll try to look up what the throne room looked like. But anyway, you walk up and you see the the bug snacks, the sax snack squatch, and he's just standing there, mm-hmm. like what up, bro? And you walk up, and then all of a sudden, that big mass of whatever was in front of you, yeah, just like starts moving. And it right. becomes this big monster-looking thing. It looks like it's going to be another boss fight. Yeah. Like, 100%, you're like, okay, this is about to be a boss fight. You know, it's about to be wild. And it kind of reveals itself. Like, it has a long neck yeah, kind of thing. Like a dragon and neck. A dragon kind of neck. And at the end of the neck is our friendly neighborhood, Lizbert. Lizbert. Like, but it's not Lizbert in her old form. It's like a Lizbert in a bug snacks form yeah like her skin is bug snacks bug snacks and her like nose and horns and teeth yes swap between bug snacks like randomly like she has fused become one with whatever it was whatever she is so so basically you're like yo she's become basically queen a monster like (laughs) And yeah. and essentially, and, and correct me, I it's a little bit confusing, but essentially it's revealed to you that the bug snacks are the island. Like, they are literally the island. Yeah, she says and, that, yeah. And they're sentient, kind uh-huh. of. And their goal is to basically assimilate everything like to them yeah right right so she said that they were they were parasites yeah they're parasites that's what it was and they're basically like monsters like they're literally like the worst thing like they're aliens they're the they're the enemy 
They want to be and, consumed. Yes. And it, and I guess if you consume them, you start to become them and they can absorb you into the island or mm-hmm. something. And Snack Squatch is like the does the bidding of the hive mind. Yeah. That is the island. Right? Right. So so basically what happened was there was an oh that's what it was. There was an earthquake at the very beginning of the game when you arrived. And that's why everybody was like jacked up a little bit and why things were going crazy or something. Because I think Lizbert must have fallen into the island. Yeah. And right? That seems about right. Yeah, because that's what happened when they were traveling. Yeah, because she said that she fell. uh, Egabel said that, yeah, there was something that something disturbed the the mountain. She fell. And when when Elizabeth went to catch her, like that's when. So, but yeah, I think there was another earthquake before. Yeah. So she fell into the mountain and essentially she figured out the truth and she assimilated with the island. Mm hmm. And essentially was taking control to protect everybody. Yeah, it seemed like something. that was what she was trying to do. But I guess and, she oh, said she couldn't oh, and that's leave. What it was. But what she was trying to do is she took now she had control of the snacks yeah. monster snack squatch and was trying to use snack squatch to scare everybody to off the island. So, yeah, and that's why she wrote the thing in the sign, like you need to leave and blah 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 blah, breaking so their her stuff. Whole, yeah, like her whole goal was to like get them to leave because she was like, I can't control this thing forever, mm-hmm. and I'm losing my ability to control the motivation of the island to basically kill everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So she said once she what what happened to her is once she fell into the pit, she said they were climbing into her mouth. Like Yes. Like she she didn't choose to eat them while she was down. Like like <laughs> she saw so them crazy. in their purest form, what their intentions were. And they just absorbed her. Yeah. Which I think is super cool. Like I wish in a way we could have seen that moment, but I guess it'd probably be hard to show. But Oh like, yeah, that would be horrifying. Mon- monstrous, right? Yeah. So these things are essentially evil by design and mm-hmm. maybe evil is the wrong word but that's their way of their parasitic and so one random thing is you get to interview her one last time like yeah and that's how you learn a little bit of this information and you learn about her mm-hmm. and what happened and you get the interview that you were looking for as a journalist because you're like a journalist right so long story short is like like she's like hey you guys need to leave i'll hold them off but you got to get off the island they're, the island's going to consume you, blah, 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 blah. I can only do so much. And Egabel's like, yo, let me help you. And she's like, you can't help me. Like, yeah, I got to do this by far. myself. And I can't remember. What did Egabel do? So like, What happened? So when you first get into the chamber, it's just you and Philbo. You have no idea where Egabel is. That's right. And then as you're talking to Elizabeth, Egabel falls through the ceiling <laughs> in like the Surprise. most random way. And uh, they still didn't explain like how she knew which part of the ceiling to fall through. But anyway, it, maybe, maybe Elizabeth has something to do with it since she controlled the island. 
But um, Egabel was, yeah, she was like, let me help you. And then just proceeded to run around to the backside of the mountain of snack that Elizabeth had become. Yeah. And then you see another tentacle just like whip around and Egabel is attached to it in the same way that Elizabeth is. So now they're (laughs) both part of the same snack monster. And Elizabeth's just like, oh, hey, I didn't (laughs) want you to do that. But hey, I guess this is cool. Like, it's almost like Egabel stuffed herself into the monster's booty. Right. And like, like, (laughs) like a suppository. It became one with the creature. Yeah. <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, they really tried not to. Because I just was like, I know she did something. She did something back there. But you don't And it really happened know quick. I, you know? Really quick. So, essentially, at this point, they're both. So, Egabel's mindset was, hey, if I join you, then we both can use our mind power to fight the island's intentions. Right. right? Yeah. And she said so, that she wasn't going to leave her again. Mm-hmm. So it and, but but they like also that. like mentioned that they were gonna escape with you, like they were like, "Hey, we'll hold them off," mm. or something. Like to me, that's what I got. I don't know if that's what you heard, but I heard like, "Oh, we're gonna hold them off, and then we'll join you," or something. Because yeah, like, there was yeah. there was like hope, I guess, in what they did say. But yeah, it was more or less like we're gonna make it to where you guys can escape, and then if we can leave then we'll leave. But if not, at least we're together type of thing. So, so at this point, you're basically like, Philbo's like, all right, we need to go back to town and like, get out of here. Tell everybody to get out of here. They should be fixing. No, 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 no. That's, I'm wrong. The ship fixing part doesn't happen yet. I think think it's all, I think it's happening this whole time. But it's, oh, it's almost done. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not, not done, done. Right, it, I can't remember. But anywho, somehow you get back. Like I don't know if they spit you out or what, but somehow you get back to Snacksburg, like through so you, your original entry point or something. Yeah, I think you get thrown over because you start off at the top of the mountain, and you have to work your way down into Snacksburg. But yeah, you do like fast travel over there in some capacity. Yeah, and mistaken. then you appear at the top where the 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 ship was uh-huh because like because the next sequence is you going through so so basically uh i think snorpy or somebody or floofty is like hey uh like the ship is almost ready to go but everybody's in town yeah and they need help so go help them right help, help everybody escape so this is where I guess this differs for my experience and your experience. So you said that you couldn't. So so essentially, just to explain the sequence, you have to go do these like mini fight, mini battles to save everybody in town to get them back to the ship. So you, it sounds like from what you told me, not everybody got saved in your. Yeah, in my playthrough, I lost two Grumpuses. Um, who who did you lose? So the first one I lost was Snorpy. Really? Um, and I lost because I lost Snorpy because of the mini game that you have to do because it was inconsistent first off like when you're going to save them what they do whenever a, a bug snacks approaches them some of them would knock them away while others yeah. others would eat them. 
And so I found out that if they ate too many, then that's when they would die at the end. Because when Snorpy died, I was confused. But then when when the second one died, I'll tell you in a sec, it made more sense. Because um, I was failing the minigame like terribly. And he was just downing like I think there were the cookie the cookie buck snacks, and so it got to the point you know his whole body had changed he'd become like a cookie monster, <laughs> no pun intended I guess, and so he was like oh they've got me I guess this is the end and I was like what are you talking about we we just finished the sequence and then he like melted, and Chandler was like bro and ran off what yeah it was so it did was... you lose Chandler as well no Chandler ran to the ship. Um, but it was heart wrenching because I think they made it to where you can't lose both of them because at first both Chanlo and Snorpy were eating the the cookies because I was pretty much missing all of them because I never really understood how that mechanic. What worked. was that mini game? What was the mini game? So you have to use the tether tool and tether. make lines across the side of the mountain as oh, they the were trip, climbing the down. Wire. Yeah, the trip wire. The trip, yeah, yeah. And one thing I hadn't figured out, like, the whole game was how to get the tripwire to, like, really function properly on walls. And so mm-hmm. I could never find a spot to, like, put it on and then make it and put it in the right spot. So I pretty they pretty much ate all of the <laughs> all the bug stacks from that sequence because I was fighting the controls. And uh, afterwards, it finally clicked what I was supposed to do. And I was like, well, I guess it's too late now. And so what happened was Snorpy was eating a bunch of them. And Chandler was too at first. But then once Snorpy had like filled up, then I noticed that only Snorpy would eat them and Chandler would knock them away. So I think at least you can't lose like all of them. Like one of them has mm-hmm. to survive. Um, Interesting. This is what I pulled from what, what started happening. Because I was trying to take in, you know, what was really going on, like why it mattered if they ate them. And so seeing Snorpy transform in front of my eyes kind of. And so then I got to the next part. And it was, or maybe two parts after, I don't remember. But it was the one with Cromdo and Befica. And I don't think I finished Befica's uh, storyline. But I mm-hmm. did feed her enough to where her whole body was changed from the bug snacks. Like, down to her skin texture. And so, on during their sequence, she ate, like, two bug snacks. And I saw Cromdo start to knock them away. And I was like, oh, I've already lost. And so I did my best to stop them from coming. You know, it was the cheap who it was. It was the flying one, so you had to shoot them. So I missed, I missed quite a yeah. few of them. Yeah. And so then, yeah, once the sequence was over, it confirmed my suspicion because she was already transformed. So I knew that she, if she ate any, it was over. And so then afterwards, she was like, "Well, I guess I'm one with the island now," or something like that. And since their connection wasn't like super strong, I don't think Cromdo even acknowledged the fact that she died. <laughs> I think he just ran off. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so I didn't lose anybody else, but yeah, it was those two. Interesting. So I have a feeling that it is based on the storylines you complete because, so I did well on the cookie one. Pretty much I did well on all of them up to the one with Befica. Mm-hmm. And Befica would just knock them away. Mm. Like she didn't eat none of the, anytime a, a cookie or anything came to any of the, the guys, they would just knock them away. Oh. And I was telling, Shailene was actually watching me do the sequence, and I was like, oh, what's the point of me even doing this? Like, I can just let them kill all of them for me, you know? Wow. So, I guess I guess because I finished all their storylines, they were never going to die, 
or something. Wow. Because, you know, I mean, I did decently well on all of them, but I never felt at risk, I guess. I, I, huh. I, I explicitly remember saying to Shailene, oh, this is kind of dumb that there's no risk involved. Wow. I, maybe it's just, and I was like, maybe it's just for kids. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So they kind of staked that you wouldn't finish the storyline, like on the some part of the ending sequence. I guess the heaviness of it is dependent on how much you invest into the game initially. Yeah, and I guess you probably could have saved them all if you know you played it right. But it almost guaranteed that you wouldn't lose anybody if you played their storylines through to the full. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, well. So that's interesting because as you, as you were talking, I was just looking at the story real quick and I didn't realize this. So, so, okay. So let's just talk about the ending sequence of what happens. So mm-hmm. after that fight, essentially all the remaining grumpuses get on the ship and you fly away and you see Agabelle and Lisbert kind of just on the island as things are blowing up. And, yeah, like fighting uh, off the rest of the bug snacks. The, bug snacks and like i think one of the flying ones tries to attack you or something yeah and and you like get i guess the ship gets damaged and you crash land on some island or uh, somewhere else yeah it looks like you made it back to the city you made it back to the city and uh so i'm assuming you had the same uh sequence where you just walk through the all the grumpuses yeah on the beach yeah and you just talk to all of them Mm-hmm. So apparently, the only difference between that sequence, the <laughs> I think I'm trying to find the way that they worded it here in this wiki article, but it was like the semi bad ending or something. Oh, the you leading to a benign bad ending. So uh, essentially, the difference for us in that standpoint would be you don't have all the grumpuses on the island on the uh, the beach. Between so, that, yeah, and then their voice lines change depending on who's missing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, was one, what did Chanlo say? Um, something along the lines of he doesn't know, like, how he's going to make it without his bro. Or something like wow. that. Yeah, some, something super, super sad. And Cromdo didn't even acknowledge Befica because <laughs> they weren't a thing. So He's like, yeah, man, I'm about to get this money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where that paper at? <laughs> so so yeah i mean everybody was just positive like yeah we made it da, 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 da. and then essentially what happens is you go back to your office which you started in because the whole premise behind the game is that you're a journalist and your editor whoever tells you to go and get an exclusive art, uh interview with uh lisbert right so something so, interesting about that is mm-hmm. so i started the game over a couple days ago and the Mandela effect, like a hundred percent, happened to me. What I thought, effect. yeah. So that I guess this is the effect when you think someone said something or something happened, but mm-hmm. then you go back to revisit it and it was slightly different than what you remember. Because oh. I remembered that how you just described it—that you know your editor sent you on the mission to go do it. But what actually happens is you come to them with the idea. And they're like, oh. is this one of your, you know, oh yeah, you're right, dumb you're ideas. Right. Like you keep doing this, you know. I'm not gonna keep funding these crazy. Like you remember what happened last time? We tried to go off and do something, and it's yeah, like you keep yeah. telling them, "Well, I'm just gonna go do it." Essentially, and they're like, "Well, either come back with a good story or don't come back at all." Oh, yeah. 
Oh, you're fired. Yeah, now that makes it. Wow, Mandela effect in full effect. Full. Wow. Yeah, I definitely thought it was a sign, but now that you recall. But once again, like, I'll be honest, at the beginning of the game, the first time we played it, I was half paying attention. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, what is happening? Just get me to Bugs Next Island. This is all throwaway. Not realizing they were going to actually have a genuine story. Uh, no. I honestly just thought it was premise mm-hmm. uh, building. So you get back, you go to the office, you're with Philbo now. And I can't remember exactly what happens, but basically, like, you tell, hey, we, you know, we have the store, we have the scoop. And they're like, uh, the the lady behind the desk. Let me see if I can find Her name was Clumby. Clumby. Wow. Yeah. That's the stupidest name. Uh, <laughs> basically fires you. Like, hey, yeah. it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, she, says, she says, you lost your job the moment you left this office. <laughs> Like, you're like, dang. And, like, something insinuating that, like, you died or something, like, that they thought you died and, like, you're legally dead or something. And, you know, you probably need to fix that. Um, And then, like, you're like, okay. Um, I don't, and she didn't, but you're fired. Like, you didn't get your job back. Right. And then you're like, okay. And then Philbo's like, well, hey. Help me run for mayor, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> he's like, still you wearing know, his mayor sash. Still wearing his mayor sash. Like Philbo's, he's he's the realist. Next, like it's like Chanlo is the realist, mm-hmm. and then like Philbo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you like accept to help him. Um, so, um, this is what the part that I didn't realize was different. So, you didn't get the secret ending. It sounds like. See, no, uh, if there was something after that, no, I didn't. Yeah, so they do the credits. So after the the credits, just assuming this, I didn't realize I did. I perfected the game. <laughs> nice, considering how I played the game. But apparently, <laughs> so so what happens is now you have Clumby, the, the his boss, talking to a mysterious voice, and basically saying stuff like, "Oh, they're unaware." Like they like it's like they're saying. Oh, they must not know the truth of Bugsnax Islands. Uh, wait, let me see. It says the deeply voiced party ponders if the player in Filmbo were truly ignorant as to the presence of Bugsnax, or if they were simply lying to keep the truth hidden. So, like, like there's some voice saying, like, "Hey, maybe they don't know the truth behind the Bugsnax. Uh, like, maybe they don't know what's going on." Ah, because you didn't lose anybody, I guess. Yeah, and so Clumby is like, yeah, I don't think they do, blah, 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 blah. What? And and, and then the voice is like, hey, keep your eye on them. You know, keep your eye on them to make sure something. And this part, I didn't know, but now I'm reading this article. Mm -hmm. Not the article, but the wiki. But they said something in Latin, which was completely throwaway to me. Oh, come on. They say, two quid edes is what the mysterious voice says. Apparently, that translates, you are what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clumby says, omne vivum ex bug snacks. And that translates to, all life comes from bug snacks. Oh, snap. Yeah, so there's some deep, like, I didn't even realize this. I just thought it was like, haha. Like, that was where I was like, oh, there's going to be a bug snacks too. Bug snacks too, baby. Um, well, let me ask you this. When you finished the game, did you see that Astrabi survived? Where? On the, the, sh- on the ship? 
No. So, so, okay. So after that sequence, like it fades out and then it fades back to the, the beach where you landed. And then like, you just see the wreckage of the sh- airship. Uh-huh. And then you see a Strabby come out like, Strabby! Boop, 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 boop. And it just jumps out of the wreckage. Oh, and no. It, and it starts running, like, I guess, toward, you know. Toward the um, city. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, there must be a, a Bug Snacks 2. Yo, this took a whole Jurassic Park turn. Yo, son. <laughs> like, we're about to go, like, Bug Snacks 2 is about to be end world. Like, end game level. Snap. Like, I'm not even more interested. Like, I'm like, wow. I didn't realize. I just thought they were just talking in general. Like, oh, like, da-da-da-da. I didn't realize, like, you are what you eat. All life comes from Bugsnax. But there was a moment when you're talking to Triffany where she's mentioning, like, oh, like, it's very strange. Like, she's just talking about the origin of the people who are on Bugsnax Island and why some of them... Like, they weren't getting killed. Like, it was some weird thing. I'd have to go back and look. But it was like, she was mentioning how it was strange how certain events had occurred in the past. Where, like, their bodies were being taken, but the bones were left. Yeah. So, she was kind of saying, like, but where did they come from? So, maybe that's what what they were alluding to. Wow. So So deep, man. Yeah. And, oh, one last thing, apparently, in this article... That it's assumed that Clumby, Clumby and that dark voice uh-huh. are, guess what? The Grumpanati. <laughs> which is hilarious. And, and just for those who are listening, who haven't played the game, That's essentially true. Snorpy, who's the scientist character, is also like super duper paranoid. Yeah. And it's always talking about how the Grumpanati is trying to find them. And the Grumpanati is wow. going to kill them. And the Grumpanati is going to do this. The Grumpanati this. Which is supposed to be like the Illuminati. Yeah. And and you're and eventually you can, like, in the storyline, if you finish it with Snorpy, you basically, like, convince, I think, Snorpy that, like, oh, like, the Illuminati or the Grumpanati is not a thing. Yeah, they're not and real. That you sh- and that you should just live live your life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like... I think we basically figure that out. Like, basically, Snorpy was right. And, That's crazy. Or something like that. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. So, deep. so, so yeah. So, it seems like there's a deep storyline. Like, I honestly, I was about to end this conversation and be like, yo, the storyline was throwaway. <laughs> like, because I thought the ending was super stupid. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, they became cool. snack. Uh, snack bug snacks and save mm-hmm. the day and you got fired and no he's gonna run for mayor i guess whatever oh and then a strabby appeared but yeah so you really have to get like the full ending mm-hmm. yeah because yeah so for all intents and purposes then i did get the bad ending because i had no idea about anything yeah. to come so that's crazy yeah. I'm, I'm happy that i guess i 100 percent the storyline <laughs> for all the stupid characters completionist yeah, like, I didn't feel like I got anything for it. So I was like, ah, I guess it was just a waste of my time. I didn't even get, like, an achievement that I realized, like, perfect ending or something like that. Nice. Uh, maybe I didn't. I didn't maybe realize it. But, yeah, man, so. Wow. I guess. So let me ask you this. Are you are you uh, excited for Snacks 2? Oh, yeah, man. I'm mad hype. After playing Snacks 1, you know, if, if they channel that same energy, I'm into it. Um you know, it definitely it had its drawbacks. You know, as most as every game does, but nah, mm-hmm. I I will still recommend Bug Snacks to anybody. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think I number one is I clearly stated I'm excited for Bucks Next too. I think the reason I'm excited was not even because of all of what was said here and like us figuring out more about the story, but I was like, hey, this was their first go at something completely new, mm-hmm. and it felt so original, so like it came from their heart. Like I really felt like it came from their heart. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm just really interested in games and media any in any realm that's trying to do something new and is taking chances and like does it well like i felt like this the characters the voice care uh the voice lines their their backgrounds like they really did something cool and i'm like just imagine because this game was successful from what i understand because it was free on the ps5 but it you know continue like i think it got great ratings and people were really interested in it. So Bucks Next 2 is coming. And I think that Sony or whoever, like, I mean, I don't think it was developed or published by Sony, but like clearly they had some type of partnership to get it for free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. I think they're going to support it and they're going to have more funding. They're going to have more time and they're going to be able to do the stuff that I think they were trying to do, but didn't have all the resources to do. So yeah. at least an they clearly have a story. Is coming. Hmm. So at, at least an expansion is coming. Like they're going to continue this. I could imagine. I'd be hard pressed to find out they're not going to continue this story in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, they set up the groundwork. Like without knowing if the second game was like the first game was going to be successful, they clearly already have a plan to some degree. And I think they, if they do it right, like you said, I think it's going to be super interesting. And just imagine if the gameplay gets better. Like, yeah. which I, to me is the weakest part of the game. If they find a way to really make it more fun, less glitchy, mm-hmm. have more connection to the the characters in the game, it could it could really, really right. be something like next level, for sure. Next level, because it, it's almost there to be like it's just like it's just side like side content feeling enough to where it's it doesn't detract from the game but it's not involved enough to where it feels like mm-hmm. it should be part of the game either yeah it almost, it almost feels like you could have uh substituted any game mechanic mm-hmm. like in just use the same results like oh bug snacks do this bug snacks have you know like mm-hmm. you don't even have to say capture them maybe you just fight them maybe you just you know i don't know like yeah lure them to the village who knows what the mechanic could have been anything but uh now right. I think it's going to be interesting now that the bug snacks are not going to be on the island, but it sounds like bug snacks are everything. Like we we are born from bug snacks <laughs> to be consumed by them again. Like bug snacks are matter. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Floofy was even talking about. He's like, it's so strange that like when you eat them, like that it doesn't change your DNA. Like it, like it changes you, but you're still you. Yeah, like, you can. And so Floofy temporary. Was kind of yeah like it's not so it must be in fundamentally not altering you in like you're still yourself mm-hmm. and and you can regenerate i mean i Floofy was about to figure something else out but he was you know, <laughs> like hey chop your head off you could, you're immortal clearly that's not true but um about to find out the only way to know fi- is to test the learn theory today we're gonna learn today chop my head um, off you know, so it's um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about Bug Snacks. I think you know, for those who 
if you made it this far through this podcast, like 100%, if you've never played it, I think it's worth your time. Because, you know, we're trying to summarize, I don't know, many hours of gameplay, maybe 10 to 12. Yeah, 15 max if you, like, go for everything, like, capturing all the bug snacks and stuff. Yeah, and if somebody does that, you deserve props. If you captured all the bug snacks, if you really 100% of the game, please let me know in the comments because yeah. you deserve something. You deserve at Nothing least a high five. A round of applause. <laughs> if you catch every version of Sweetie Fly, <laughs> you deserve something. <laughs> we might need to have a talk. We Yes, a talk. <laughs> Maybe get you the same reward you get in Bre- Zelda Breath of the Wild for 100%ing it. So, oh, you know, you those deserve Korok it. seeds. You, you deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy we finally were able to have this Bug Snacks conversation. I know we were talking about it forever. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, what I hope we can do is like find more games like this, more kind of like, you know, not triple A, maybe double A kind of level games, ones mm-hmm. that clearly have quality, play through them and have discussions like this because. I'm really happy we did because now I'm like super pumped for Bucks Next too. I'm like, yo, like, yeah, you know. So we, these smaller, when it comes, like, yeah, these bite-sized experiences, yeah, and then just talk it through and get deep and share our opinions and our thoughts and you know uh, feel it out. So yeah, man. Any any last remarks on Bucks Next before we uh, wrap it up for the this this year combo? There was one thing. Uh, I'm trying not to take too much time with this one, but Gram- Gramble, whenever you do find out what he's doing at night on the Befica, uh, like the snooping missions, do you remember what happened? Was he just sleepwalking? He was. So the first time you catch him, right, you just you just talk to him and then you go tell Befica. But have you encountered him again after that? Yeah, I woke him up one time and that didn't go super well. You just kind of was like freaked out. What 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 happened? Maybe I missed that. So you have two options. The first option is to wake him up. The second is to feed him a bug a bug snack. Oh really? I didn't see that. I thought the only option I remember seeing was leave him alone or like not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, you can cancel out of it. You can wake him up or you can feed him a bug snack. And you can only feed him, I think, the one bug snack each night. And when you feed him, he still stays asleep. Huh. Yeah, and so I did it for a couple of nights in a row, and then eventually it triggered an event where he was talking to either Wambus or Wiggle, I don't remember. But he was like, I don't know what's happening. I wake up in the morning, and I've eaten a bug snack. I can't imagine <laughs> eating my babies or something like that. And I was like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> Yo, that's wild. I did not know that was an option. It was crazy, man. Like, Snap, it- you, you literally like destroyed his fundamental everything like just like what do you call it like e- ethics <laughs> yeah force fed him <laughs> while he was sleeping yeah while he was sleeping so he transformed he did yeah that's how he wow. knew because he had the attributes the next day but then he would he would still sleepwalk every night and he, he'd give me the option so i did wake him up one night just to see if that triggered anything and it didn't um he just goes, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm, why am I out here? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, wow, I did not know that. There, there's probably, like, little stuff like that. I mean, I I feel like, oh, let me ask you a question. The the the, the mission where you had to get the poop, did you get that the, to help, uh, to help, um, Wambus? 
Uh, did you go through his? Okay, so there's a, a series of <laughs> so there's a series of missions where you're supposed to help Wambus because he's trying to like farm, grow. yeah, you know, grow them. And uh, essentially, he's like, "Hey, I can't get them to grow. Can you bring me these bug snacks?" And you bring the bug snacks, and he's like, "Man, they're not growing." He's like, "You know what? I need fertilizer." Mm. And basically, he gives you something to give to Philbo. Yeah, Philbo. I do remember that one. And Philbo's like, oh my gosh, I gotta use it. Like, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Philbo runs to the bathroom, drops a dump. So I glitched the game a little bit and I was able to get the poop out of the toilet from outside of the outhouse. I did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, snap. I was gonna ask you, what did the poop look like? Because I, I don't know. I never saw it. You know, I think I could see like the corner of it when because I was at sending it behind the outhouse, and then you could see like a little corner you could of see it. See a little think, piece of like bluish or something. I can't remember. It, I think they put it in a manure bag or something. It didn't look gelatinous or anything. So man, I was I was like man, I I didn't I never right. got to see what it looked like. <laughs> those speed run strats that worked yeah. against us. I was like, oh, you know, hold on, let me see, let me see if I can find it. Wambus. <laughs> Look it up. Oh, no. Wambus. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Philbo? Philbo. In the outhouse. Hmm. Um, your, your Google search history is about to be jacked up, son. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll see if I can find <laughs> it later, and I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I was, I was like, snap, I didn't get to see what it looked like. Uh, but yeah, so I actually had was... another instance where like trying to do a speed run strat messed me up. It was with Befica and mm-hmm. you can read her journal mm-hmm. and you can see what her favorite bug snack is. Yeah. Like the hot dog one, I think. And so, or was it the chips? It eventually becomes the chips. It was the hot dog one. I think yeah, it was the on hot... the wall. It was on the wall of the cave that she was sleeping in. Yeah. And so I went and grabbed it and I fed it to her and she changed and she was like, oh, thanks for the bug snack. And then, like two missions later, she was like, "You know what? I have a fa- I have a favorite uh, bug snack. If you get it for me and feed it to me, I'll come to the island." And I was like, "Oh, I already did it. It's just gonna <laughs> trigger the event." And it didn't. I was like, "Man, wow!" So you did it beforehand, but it didn't register as you doing it. That's interesting. But then later, when she says, uh, "When she asked for her journal, if you're already holding it, that'll trigger." Okay, okay. So it was, it was inconsistent in that re- in that regard. And have you seen the video of the guy who does a? I think I sent it to y'all. The bug snack speed run in like mm-hmm. ten minutes. It's ridiculous. He just skips like, and the the developers are watching it, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, this man like doing parkour." He just jumped and glitched in basically from the beginning straight to the end. Yeah, and and I guess they did a lot of safety things where like. If you get to a certain point, they just automatically add something to your inventory, the tools. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're just, he was good. Like, you didn't have to do anything. Mm-mm. I'm like, snap. Like, this game, they were like, yo, we made this in Unity. <laughs> <laughs> we know like, what Unity is about. And they weren't even mad. They were like, yeah, nah, I can see that makes sense. <laughs> like, just if you just get there. <laughs> Collision is what it is. I mean. <laughs> so, apparently, just side note, uh, Triffany's the cactus was yeah. called Cactrophy. Cactrophy. Like Triffany, but cactus. Cactrophy. 
<laughs> you Not know. even Cat Triffany. Did it he call one, her Triffy, I guess? Yeah, she called her Triffy. Called her Triffy. Um, Apparently, once Triffany is back in Snacksburg, the cactus can be found in many different places, seemingly really? having moved on its own. <gasps> it, it can appear in a tent with Triffany. I saw I've that. seen it there. The second floor of Lisbeth's and Agabelle's hut. What? This is never commented by any character. Huh. What is... How, yeah, how do you even find a cactus? Are there more cactuses out there? Yeah, I guess he went to the desert. Wow, sentient. It's a bug snack. Huh. <laughs> this game, wow. man. <laughs> wow. That's, That's pretty good. So... That's pretty good. Yeah. I did see it in her tent, and I was like, that's a weird thing to keep in your own tent. You know, a, yeah. a statue of yourself made of by yourself. your grieving husband. <laughs> that, that, I would have been like, you better destroy that thing. Yeah, burn that mug. Like, why you got cactus prickles all over your body? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't worry about that, baby. <laughs> I tripped. I tripped. I tripped. It's on your lips. <laughs> 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 and and on that note <laughs> i think we're gonna wrap up this podcast man this was a juicy podcast i feel like this is i we definitely have to do this again with more games for sure pull up the wikis look at stuff because i'm learning just clicking through like you know and i'm happy that i didn't look at any of this stuff beforehand because it's kind of yeah. cool that you know run into this so um but yeah man for anybody listening to this uh podcast definitely play bug snacks it's free on the ps5 if you have playstation plus and it was like what 16 20 bucks it's super cheap the, yeah and the PS4. it goes on sale a lot yeah so definitely play it um you know listen to the song <laughs> yes yes the, the the um the the bug snacks theme song is that what yeah. you said yeah listen to yeah. the bug snacks theme song before you play the game and <laughs> then once you listen to it after you play the game it's going to blow your mind unless you, you listen to this whole podcast and maybe not then you know everything. It's like it's like an anime intro. It like is. They tell you everything that's gonna happen everything. in the anime, but you don't realize like, oh, this is everything. <laughs> um, even tr- even when you try to decode it, it doesn't necessarily tell you everything. You just know something's gonna happen. So anyway, thank you so much for checking out this uh, this special episode, this duo podcast of Super Agile Bros. We really appreciate you guys listening. You know, as always, thank you, Kyle, for your time. I was Thank a pleasure you for, for actually playing Bug Snacks. I know you were hype about it, like playing it, and I'm happy that we found that it could be played on the PS4. Also, sad that you got a PS5 not too long after that. Like a so, month. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> no regrets. Um, no regrets. No regrets. It was worth the experience. It was worth the money. They deserve the money. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, Super Agile Bros. Really appreciate it. You know, definitely leave comments below, even and, and maybe even leave comments of games that you think me and Kyle should play, so yeah. we can have a deep dive into. We'd love to break into any game. Um, you know, we love games for game developers. It's what we do, so um, you know, we're, we're a special bunch. So please leave your comments below. Leave your thoughts on what games we should play next. Thank you guys for checking out this uh, special podcast of Super Agile Bros. And until next time, y'all be easy. As you all know, everything is Bug Snacks. Take it easy. Peace.